<laughs> if I'm going to sound like an idiot, I'd rather do it here. And the home of the Welcome to episode 78 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. And just like a good coach will do from time to time, we are switching up the playbook just a little bit, going back to our roots. And for tonight, we are going to jump right into our starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And of course, here on the show with me. On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Aha, bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> How you doing, James? Pretty good, thanks. How about yourself? I'm all right, thank you. I'm... I'm happy. Well, I was going to it's not the weekend yet, technically, but when this drops, it'll be Friday and I'm off on Fridays for the rest of the year. I guess that's what you'd call a humble brag. But um, <laughs> I uh, so it's the weekend for me. So I'm, I'm happy that's here. Deservedly so. Kind of spoiled, I guess, after last week being Thanksgiving and had a four day weekend. And, and then I got my three day weekend now. And uh, I'm just I'm, you know, I'm spoiled at this time of year. Good for you, man. You deserve it. How was your Thanksgiving? Very good, thank you. And that's one of the reasons why, if uh, for all you lovely listeners out there, that we figured we'd get the starting lineup out of the way first so we could kind of talk about our Thanksgiving weekend because, as Gary said, it was a long four-day weekend. Yes. But uh, unbelievable how it was a week ago already at the recording of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had a really good Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, everything went well on Thursday. The weather was beautiful, too, which was great for the parade. That was fun to watch on TV. Yes, it was. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I thought of you too when when Santa came out. So I just got a bigger smile on my face. When I, all right, now Gary, Gary is ready to go now. This is it. It's Christmas season. Well, no holds barred. Yeah, as I alluded to in the uh, Thanksgiving scrimmage, I guess, or maybe it was the last podcast. I don't remember. But as I alluded to, I, I did in fact squeal like a small child that Santa was here. And my wife shook her head many times and probably questioned more than once why she married me. But um, yes, I, I quite enjoyed Santa's arrival in Herald Square. And yeah, it was, it was good times. That's part of the tradition, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it has become so, yes. And also, too, before we go on, uh, Superfan Anthony, and I'm not sure if this happened over the Thanksgiving weekend, but he uh, just kind of gave us a little heads up and, and a tip of the stick to him for having a Gordie Howe hat trick oh, yeah. recently. Oh, yeah. So uh, really proud of him for that. So to have a Gordie Howe hat trick in wow. deck hockey is really spectacular. I mean, so well it, was, done. it was the deck hockey equivalent. He didn't actually have a fight, but he did get a penalty. Yeah, all right. Because so, I think you get ejected you yeah. if you fight in, in most deck leagues. True, true. So, yeah, exactly. So uh, way to go, Superfan Anthony. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah, well done. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, he. I got to say his misfits are having some, uh, you know, they, they started off, as we reported, 
um, some months ago. They started off 3-0, and top of their division. Then they had a long slump, and they've been clawing their way back. And they, uh, when last I spoke to him, they were 4-5 and with one game remaining against the best team in the league. But they also, the last time they played that team, they beat them. I think that was their first game of the season. So hopefully they'll be able to win this game, this last game, because I think their playoffs are riding on it. All right. Well, best of luck to you, Superfan Anthony, and yep. hope you guys pull it out. And the Misfits as well, obviously. Yep. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, right. Hockey up. That's right. Go get that. And also over the uh, Thanksgiving weekend, unfortunately, we didn't play deck hockey, but we tried. Um, yes. But uh, one thing that kind of made up for it a little bit was there was a really interesting documentary. I don't know if you caught it, American Rhino. On It was a two-hour special on the history of the NHL. No, I did not and, see that. Uh, yeah, I didn't even hear it advertised or anything like that. And, you know, Gary and I are legitimate diehard NHL fans, and we watch the Rangers all the time, our local team, and, and I watch the Islanders too and stuff. Uh, I didn't hear it advertised at all, but it was on NBC Sports Network and the NHL uh, Network simulcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it was only two hours. I would have liked to have seen it longer because 100 years in two hours is pretty condensed, if mm-hmm. you will, but uh, it was really interesting, very well done, and enjoyable. If they repeat it or if you can um, DVR it or something like that, I definitely recommend you check it out. All right, thank you. Yeah, it was a nice way to end the, uh, the the weekend. How about yourself? How was your Thanksgiving weekend? Well, speaking of the Islanders, on Black Friday, the night of Black Friday, I was in their old stomping grounds at Nassau Coliseum. We, we took our daughter... My wife and I took our daughter to see Disney on Ice, and uh, we wound up with some great seats. Uh, I sent you a picture, James, and you were worried that the Zamboni was going to hit us. Yes. Uh, we were in the second row, and no glass, so it was just like the ice surface stopped, and then the seat started, so it was pretty cool. Holy man. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was nice. It was a great experience, and uh, my daughter loved it. She like she was just grinning from ear to ear and singing along, oh. and uh, it was wonderful. It was a, a great great thing and i'm glad that she got to experience that a funny little anecdote from that particular evening was they did a bunch of stories they did you know uh, cinderella tangled beauty and the beast frozen and moana but when they did the cinderella part they were going along the audience in the the first couple of rows and testing the glass slipper on people so they came over by us and i held up my daughter for mm-hmm. her turn to have the and instead they came over to me and tried the, the oh, glass shit. slipper on me <laughs> so uh yeah i i don't know i guess i'm the prince's type especially with that goatee right yeah uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> mr and mr charming <sighs> yeah so that was a good that was a fun night that okay. that was a night that she's gonna remember for a long time and so will i Fantastic. Unfortunately, well done. yeah. Unfortunately, I was um, I wasn't at a hundred percent that night because another f- funny story. <laughs> um, so on our scrimmage, our Thanksgiving scrimmage, we talked about one of the reasons for for playing deck hockey on Thanksgiving being that it is less dangerous than football. And uh, I mentioned how I, you know, years ago, I made a habit of twisting my ankle and spraying my ankle. And and you talked about football injuries that you had suffered as well, James. And so Thanksgiving, we, we has, has uh, become mostly a tradition. Uh, I think we took a few years off, but we were back out there on Thanksgiving playing football touch football with uh, in the street with LIQ founding member Rob and and Pops and some other family members and uh 
So I we played the game and my team got killed. But uh, it was fun. We had lots of fun. And I walked off the field. I was like, yeah, and I didn't get injured. And I was fine. And then a few hours later, uh, we were at my parents' house for dessert. And I sat in a chair for a little while. And when I got up, the, the area around my knee on my leg was hurting. And my knee felt very unstable. And it was hard to walk. And I was like, huh, <laughs> I guess I didn't come away unscathed after all. Man, that is scary. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I, I was... I'm okay now. For the few days following, I was mostly okay, but if I sat down for a while when I got up again, it would start hurting and, and be stiff, and uh, it would take a while before I could walk comfortably again. But I, I, I suspect I had a very mild hyperextension of my knee, and Ooh. it may have been done on the first play of the game where I caught a pass just at the sideline, and I planted my feet in bounds as you're supposed to, and then my momentum carried me into the grass, which was a little wet, so I got a little stuck in the mud. I mean, it could have happened on any play, but that's the one that sticks out in my head. Um, mm. There was one play where uh, the ball was flipped to me, and I, you know, the, what is that? The flea flicker when uh -huh. the uh, when the the quarterback turns around and tosses the ball to somebody behind them and then runs. I, I'm not a, much of a football guy, so I, I can't say for sure. And my uh, memory of the Troy Aikman football game that I had for Super Nintendo is not <laughs> detailed enough that I remember if that's what that play is. But yeah, so I... I think if you threw a pass, it would be the flea flicker, but that's okay. I did throw nine, a pass. Oh, okay, then you're correct. Absolutely. I, it, didn't, it didn't complete, and Pops knocked me down. He, Whoa! I mean, it wasn't really his fault. I mean, <laughs> he, he apologized for knocking me down. But uh, he, was, he was, you know, in uh, on the <laughs> defensive side, and, you know, he rushed as soon as they tossed the ball to me, and I was waiting for somebody to get into the end zone because it was fourth and whatever. So I, you know, I was holding out as long as I could, and I was backpedaling a little bit and off balance when I threw. So he he just kind of touched me and I fell over backwards. But I don't think that's where I got hurt. So, oh, so Pops, I officially absolve you of any uh, responsibility for my injury. <laughs> Have you tried to go in your goalie crouch at all since the injury? No, not really. But like I said, my knee feels, for the most part, fine now. So I, I don't think it's going to affect me in goal if we are able to play this weekend. Okay. Yeah. I, I think we're going to have to put in your contract that you, you shouldn't be playing football ever again. No <laughs> offense, but just, we, we want our goalie to be as a hundred percent as possible. Do I, is that, does that result in like a, a fine or, or termination if I breach my contract? <laughs> Yeah, maybe a fine, I guess. But all, right. all the money you've spent on the gear and everything, you're good for many, many, many fines. So you have that in the bank account. So don't worry about it. Yeah, all right. We can't bench you. That that would just make no sense. So you're good. I mean, just it take was, good care of yourself. It was fine. I played a, a set at QB for my team, and I threw an interception, which makes me part of the official brotherhood of our family. Who, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it, it was fun. We had a okay, good time. Good. Knee notwithstanding. It was, even though we lost, it was a good, good game. Cool. All right. So anything else you want to talk about from Thanksgiving? I take it you didn't get trampled on Black Friday getting uh, those doorbusters deals. <laughs> yeah, thank you. As a matter of fact, uh, I played it safe. Um, Gary and I wanted to help those of you out there who may have been brave enough to go shopping on mm -hmm. on Black Friday. And uh, also we gave you the option for Cyber Monday, and which turns into Cyber Week now and all that stuff. But yeah. 
I did no, I, I did not do any shopping at all on uh, Black Friday, or as it turns out, Cyber Monday either. But I did decorate my parents' house for Christmas and things oh, like very that. Very nice. I still yeah. have to do that. Okay. I uh, found myself on Black Friday. I I did actually go for one of those doorbuster things, although it, it's kind of laughable because it wasn't nearly that hectic. But I found myself at City Field home of the New York Mets and home of the 2018 Winter Classic on Black Friday when all merchandise, all regularly priced merchandise anyway, was 50% off from 8 to 10. So I, my sister and I went over there bright and early and we got us some great deals. That is fantastic. That, that is how you do Black Friday right, my friend. Yeah, thank you. One interesting thing, and this is how I tie it all back to the, the sport that we are ostensibly talking about, is, um, and in fact, I think we'll touch on this in a little while, spoilers, but while I was there, they did have a couple of t-shirts for the Winter Classic on sale at City Field. And they weren't, like, they weren't team specific. They were just, they just had the Winter Classic logo which I thought was a little odd because, I mean, yeah, the Winter Classic is cool as a concept, but I don't know if I'd want a T-shirt that just said Winter Classic at City Field. You know, I, I, I think I'd want the Rangers and the Sabres logos on there somewhere. But, uh, I don't know. There were two shirts. I didn't buy either of them. So, Okay. But yeah, that, that, that's exactly a teaser. We're going to touch on the, the, what you were just talking about before on the, uh, when we get to the on deck. Do you want to get to the on deck since we just mentioned it? Will do, sir. All right. Well then, James, would you please be so kind? Say no to crack. A deck hockey court in a small town just northeast of Pittsburgh is in need of repair. Help may not be on the way unless the local windshield plant stays in business. Gear bag, as the American Rhino was just talking about. The Sabres and Rangers unveiled their eagerly awaited Winter Classic uniforms the day before and after Thanksgiving, respectively. The American Rhino and I will weigh in on what we think about them. And is it Facebook or YouTube? The Vegas Golden Knights are featured in a new Facebook Watch documentary series that's at least worth a look for any hockey fan. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. Is that supposed to be like a, is it real or Memorex? Is that, is that what that uh, Facebook or YouTube thing is taking off on? Or am I just reading way too much into it? Yeah, yeah. You, you're giving me too much credit. All I right. just was asked the question because I was curious myself. Is it YouTube or is it Facebook? All right. Well, I Things guess. Things are just merging. I guess we'll attempt to answer that question in a little while. But first, okay. before we do that, let's talk about this uh, unfortunate Pittsburgh deck rink. Yeah. And uh, oddly enough, everybody I hope is familiar with the movie Slapshot out there. And it takes place in Pennsylvania, I believe. And this sounds like deck hockey's version of Slapshot. Because the plot of that uh, movie was that the local plant was going out of business mm -hmm. and all the fans weren't going to have any money to spend on watching hockey and mm -hmm. minor league hockey and things like that. So fast forward to now in this little town uh, really close to Pittsburgh. It's like, I don't know, less than 18 miles away or thereabouts. And the commissioner over there, Anthony Taliani, said that the township is in need of the Pittsburgh Glassworks. That's the windshield uh, factory there mm -hmm. because they pay taxes that are vital to going into the township that they use to fix things around the, uh, the, the area, hmm. including public place to play and things like that. So the problem is that they may be going out of business by next summer. So all of the problems that they're dealing with and need to fix are on hold 
specifically if something like tennis courts and deck hockey courts, if they can get away with being usable and quote unquote, they are usable right now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully when they get the funds, they could take care of it because it's kind of expensive. They said that just fixing the cracks themselves in the uh, Memorial Park could go up to about $9,000 just to put in the concrete and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they say for more extensive uh, improvements to the township's Memorial Park, it could run around $40,000 and uh, that the town would have to pay itself. And without those vital taxes from the workers and employees of the Pittsburgh uh, Glassworks, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, that's look. I'm on record as being no great fan of Pennsylvania in general and Pittsburgh in particular. But that being said, Pennsylvania does have a thriving deck hockey community. And for anyone to lose their ability to use the rink is is a uh, well it's not a tragedy it's not quite on that level but it's it's really unfortunate and it's not something anybody wants to see so i hope that they are able to resolve this issue for for the the town and i guess for the people who work there as well because it's you know that that's this is just kind of a a small byproduct of the potential closing of the plant you know i guess that would cause bigger problems than just this but the fact that I mean, it's kind of a double whammy, right? The plant closes and a lot of people lose their jobs and they don't even have this local rink to play on anymore to cheer themselves up. So it, it really is an unfortunate story. And I hope, well, I hope the plant doesn't close. And even if it does, I hope they're able to get this thing fixed. I hope they're able to raise the money to fix this rink, at least to give the local people, you know, something. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. You're talking about people's lives here, not just something that uh, you can just brush under the carpet. And the town is called East Deer, just to, to be more specific. And the pictures that were posted on the website for the story, the cracks don't look horrible for the deck hockey court. Now, if it was for roller hockey, there'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. But for the deck hockey court, it looks like right by center ice, there's a crack that goes the length like would be the red line if you will mm-hmm. of the deck and then there's another looks like a crack that bypasses that making kind of a cross mm. but the cracks themselves don't look that wide so i'm assuming that for and again this is just going off of this one picture that if you're playing deck hockey the ball probably will will react a little differently and things like that but for the most part you can still run over it and play and stick handle and, and go about your business and it looks like that, uh, again, the picture is only taken at center court. I assume that the creases are okay for the goalies and things like that. But the tennis court, <laughs> which obviously doesn't concern us, I suppose, but those cracks look like a small canyon. So at least for the very least, the deck hockey court is in a little bit better shape than the tennis court. Yeah, I can sympathize because, as you well know, James, the surface that we play on in the LIQ is not exactly pristine and that can really mess with you know just just with the flow of the game you hit the ball and it hits the crack and it can go skittering off in a direction that you don't expect and uh, obviously there's a trip hazard as well but it you know you can get your stick caught in the crack it's it's not ideal but it's not a total deal breaker although when once stuff like this starts happening then it gets worse quickly because you know, once you kind of break the seal, as yep. it were, it makes it a lot easier for the rest of it to just, it's like, you know, if you rip your pants or if you, uh, you know, chip uh, or, you know, or tear a piece of plastic or something, it's 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 just once there's a crack or, a, you know, a rip or a tear, it's going to spread 
very quickly. So it is something they probably want to try and nip in the bud if possible. Yeah, very true. Plus the fact that with the weather changing, as it gets colder and things contract, and then when it gets warmer, they expand. And right, when you're dealing with cracks like that, they, they, they just thrive on, on something. Yeah, absolutely. Of, uh, if they get a snowfall simple. in there, yeah. and I mean, even the rain, but if they get a good snowfall yeah. in those cracks and then it melts and then refreezes, then that's just going to make it worse. You're, you're absolutely right. The weather plays a huge role in that. Yeah, and, and that's the point, too, as we uh, had a great guest in the, in the last edition of the uh, the podcast, of the full podcast of uh, Jeremy over there in Columbus. Yeah. But he was saying that they had an indoor court and then they were forced to move outdoors. And this is the same thing in Pittsburgh, that it's outdoors. So it's it's completely at the mercy of the elements. And that makes all the difference in the world. Well, even when we talked to the Mafo guys last year, how was that last year or was that this year? Yeah. Whenever we talked to them, whatever episode it was, they were talking about how the, you know, the their rink that they play on is falling into disrepair. And they were hoping that the city would put up money to fix it. But in the meantime, they were talking about trying to get it repaired themselves. And that was just, I think, the boards that they were mostly worried about. This is, you know, 9000 to $40,000 in repairs. Like, that's yeah. not that's not something that you can just throw together a quick kickstarter for you know that's that's a serious investment yeah very true and as a matter of fact i think because we follow the mafo guys on facebook and twitter yeah they just put up a new picture it looked like one of the boards i don't know if it was a door or something like that it looked like mm -hmm. it was kind of off the hinge and in a, in, in, a, in a bad shape so we wish them the best speaking of the mafo guys i got an email today that the uh women's game this weekend is looking for a goalie so if you're interested let them know cool man yeah <laughs> well you, you'll have a mask on they can't tell yeah uh -huh. i don't i mean the fact that i got it i don't know if it's you know they're like i don't know if they'd make an exception and let a guy play goal because obviously goalies are pretty scarce and just in the tournament that we played the rose charities tournament and a lot of those mafo guys are in that tournament i don't remember seeing any female goalies now granted there were only eight goalies you know for the teams but still you would think that there would be at least one if they had female goalies in these women's teams so i don't know it's a lot less common of a position than you know obviously skater you know the pool to draw from is smaller so I don't know how many teams they have with these, but it might be harder to find, you know. I'm not saying women are incapable of playing goal or no, are inferior in any way. I'm no. just saying I don't know if the same interest is there enough to have every women's team have a female goalie as well. Yeah, it's just percentages. That's all it is. Yeah. And I don't, I personally, I agree with you. I don't think that there would be a problem, especially if it's co-ed. I'm sure a lot of times, maybe that they would need a a male goalie to back them up. But yeah, uh, any female goalies out there that are listening, then give them a hand. All right. If not, then uh, the American Rhino. Yeah. Just jump in there. You know, you mentioned the tennis court, and this is kind of a non sequitur, but uh, you mentioned the tennis court earlier as being in disrepair. I can actually link tennis back to uh, our podcast here. Rumor has it. And I, I'm, I would assume the statute of limitations has expired at this point. Rumor has it that many, many a long year ago, superfan Anthony, as a young man, was playing in a, I think, roller league. Or not a roller league, but the, uh, like, like us with the LIQ and, and like many, you know, 
the uh, like the guys in uh, the Columbus Deck Hockey Association that we interviewed recently. Rumor has it there was a bit of a pickup league many a moon ago, and they did not have nets. And the steel for the nets they were able to put together in shop class in, and weld together. But rumor has it that the local tennis court somehow lost its tennis nets. And by, by strange coincidence, the hockey nets that were being crafted by these industrious young men suddenly found netting. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's one of those weird things that happens sometimes when, you know, people share spaces and, and have adjoining sport areas. Well, score one for the hockey guys, because yeah. speaking of, of playing pickup roller hockey, growing up myself in Brooklyn, we didn't have many places to play on, especially smooth surfaces. So we would have to rely on tennis courts or basketball courts and play. And a lot of times we would get chased off because mm -hmm. and, and from like park rangers, too, not just from you know kids or whatever, the case is. <laughs> because we would we would just uh, we play half court, too. We weren't trying to steal the whole mm -hmm. back and forth. We were at least trying to to be as uh, polite as possible. Right. But it came to a point where they wanted to play basketball or tennis for some stupid reason. <laughs> and uh, so good. Good. I'm glad that uh, score one for the hockey guys, because we, we took some lumps for that um, nonsense growing up, too. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, the no. hockey guys prevailed for once. Muffy, who are these cretins on the <laughs> exactly. roller skates? <laughs> Seriously. What are those oddly shaped sticks that they seem to be wielding, darling? <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I don't know why I assume that Mr. Howell would be playing on a public tennis court, but, you know. I guess I guess in my mind, tennis is a very high society sport, whereas roller hockey and deck hockey are more blue collar. I totally agree with that, man. <laughs> Funny picture, though. I, that, that's hysterical. Now I have a fond memory of that, even though it wasn't true, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So speaking of gear and such. And speaking of high society and high, right, yeah. high dollar events. That's right. Oh uh, boy, we the American Rhino is brilliant at coming full circle. So thank you, sir. But, as we, uh, uh, yeah, sure. As we alluded to earlier, we have some news from the Winter Classic front that we'd like to share with you, or at least discuss in your general direction. <laughs> yeah, following the American Rhino's lead here. If you haven't seen it yet, at the recording of this podcast, that the Sabres and Rangers Winter Classic jerseys and uniforms were unveiled last week during mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Yep. And yeah, if we can, we'll try and, and put the pictures of the jerseys up on our Facebook page and, and Twitter and such. But if not, you can just check it out yourselves either on the NHL websites or uh, social media or the Rangers and, and or Sabres themselves and uh, check it out. But personally for me, and, and one of the reasons why they come out now is just for that, like Gary was saying, for Black Friday and Cyber Monday is if you love the jersey, then maybe you could ask Santa Claus for it and it'll be under your tree waiting for you. But Personally, I thought that the 2012 Rangers jersey was a little nicer than this go around, but that's just my point of view. So for the um, stadium series that they played. No, actually, for the uh, that, that that doesn't exist in my world. That, oh, that, okay. That was, yeah, the uh, the Winter Classic game that they played in Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. Where, I forgot all yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. And and you were so generous enough to give me the logo that they used on the jersey itself the crest oh yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah that's i got at work for some reason i got they had 
like Ranger Shield, like paper Ranger Shields, you know, like on cardstock or or whatever. So yeah, I, I was able to give James one of those. Much appreciated. And it is hanging on my wall next to the traditional Rangers mm-hmm. logo too, very proudly. So thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, you're quite welcome. I yeah, that was a at my job. I, I guess that yeah. There was some kind of press event there. And I remember actually <laughs> the representatives from the Rangers were there and they had a Rangers uh like flag. For those of I don't mean like a a piece of fabric that flutters from a pole. I mean um in like TV production when you see a reporter or somebody with a microphone and they have the logo in like a, on like a kind of a cube or a triangle on the microphone, that's called a flag. So the Rangers had brought one of those and stuck it on the microphone from f- the facility at work and somebody walked off with it. A fan, like, they were letting, at the end of the night, they decided to let fans take pictures with it, and then, without our consent, and then somebody walked off with it. Yay, New York! Way to go! Oh, boy. So, um, (laughs) that was unfortunate. We were out of microphone, which are not cheap. No, they're not. That's, well, anyway. But, so the new go-around for the 2018 Ranger jersey Mm -hmm. is because the Rangers are the away team. Just so stupid. (laughs) Yeah, which Gary explained that whole nonsense a few podcasts ago. Anyway, the current jersey, it's dark blue background. And the idea behind all of these Winter Classic jerseys, Mm -hmm. at least from the NHL point of view, is to delve into the traditions of the teams playing and kind of take things from different eras of Mm -hmm. past uniforms and things and put it into the new one and create something original and cool. Mm -hmm. And so the Rangers did just that for both the 2012 and for this jersey too, because that logo that they made in 2012 was was a made-up logo. They never really had that in the Rangers history, but it looked like... Yeah, I I didn't realize that. Yeah, that definitely looked like something that would have appeared, you know, in like the 40s or something. That definitely looked like a classic logo. So they got me. But that, that's exactly, yeah, that, that's the idea, exactly, right. But because the, they did have different crests along the way. Sure. So, uh, yeah, so fast forward to now, and uh, so the, the jersey that they're going to be wearing in 2018, it's a dark blue jersey, body, and has white rangers written traditionally, diagonally down the chest mm-hmm. in only white lettering, with no red border, I should say. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, top left corner over their heart is the traditional looking ranger crest that everybody knows nowadays with well, the shape except of it. It, the shape thank you except it's whited out and on top of it are red ny letterings for new york right but the captains and alternate captains will have the c and or a instead of the ny on their uniforms with the shadow of the crest behind it yeah. and again they they just delved into like the 20s and 30s eras of the actual rangers sweaters yeah but i I, I'm with you, James. Like, first of all, the the shield, you know, patch on the chest where the letters would normally go and where the letters will be worn in place of the NY. I, I That's the first time I've ever seen a uniform change. Like the style, the actual substance of the uniform changed depending on whether or not you wear a letter. Because if you have a letter, as you said, it replaces the NY that all the other players are wearing. So not only does that kind of make it harder to notice who's wearing a letter at a glance, it also, you know, they're wearing a different uniform. It, yeah, you're it, right. It's, it's just, it's weird to me. 
And I got to say, whereas the 2012 uniform that you mentioned evoked kind of a, oh, that's a classy throwback kind of feel, this uniform feels like they're throwing back to an era before teams could afford proper uniforms. <laughs> like, this looks like somebody, you know, ordered iron-on letters uh, on Amazon and just, you know, pasted rangers down the front of the, the sweater. You know, it, it, it looks cheap. It looks unprofessional, in my opinion. And it's only my opinion, but I really don't like them at all. Yeah, exactly. Just Gary and I want to emphasize that these are our opinions and, and whatnot. But it's true because in, in the 75th anniversary of the NHL, I thought they did a really cool thing where they actually wore sweaters. And yeah. it looks so much different with the material. And it works mm -hmm. with the with the uh, the wool or whatever material that the quote-unquote real sweaters were made out of. But then when you go fast forward to the modern technology and, and, the, and the fabrics and things, it really – doesn't work, I don't think, anyway. But if you can afford it, if you love it, if you collect jerseys, then by all means, go ahead and, and ask Santa for it. And you could probably even get your own name and uh, number customized for it as well. I'm sure. I am just going to go on a limb here and assume there won't be a huge rush on these things. So <laughs> I wouldn't worry about missing out. However, on the other hand, and it's hard for me to even conceive that I'm saying this, I don't like the Rangers jersey, but I do like the Sabres jersey, the other team. I actually prefer the other team's jersey, which is a bizarre thought for me. But yeah, whereas the Rangers jersey, as I said, I think looks cheap and, you know, just bad. I don't think it represents them well. The Sabres jersey, I think, is really classy. I mean, it's white, and it's got the... It's basically the classic Sabres logo with the circle and the two crossed swords under the buffalo, the charging buffalo. And I've always liked that logo, and I think their placement of the NY, because the NY on the Rangers shield, on the chest patch for the Rangers jersey, was to represent New York. Because this is a you know the New York Rangers and Buffalo, which is also technically part of the state of new york um <laughs> it's 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 they're trying to kind of honor the fact that it is a new york new york game so buffalo also has an ny on their uniform but it's in gold lettering under at the bottom of the circle on that sabers crest that traditional sabers crest and i think it's integrated really well and i think their whole deal is very classy looking I couldn't agree with you more. You basically just took all the words out of my mouth. So well said. And no, not at all. It's I just apologize to anybody listening out there if I'm just going to sound like I'm repeating what you just said. Because no, I, I mean, you can give them a more comprehensive idea of what the jersey looks like. No, you described it perfectly. And the other thing, too, which I like, as, as you mentioned, is that they have the royal blue and gold, which is what their original colors were, because now they, their modern uniforms are darker blue. Yeah. And uh, so I like that as well. And I mm -hmm. think on their shoulder, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong and I apologize, that they have the buffalo on it that looks like a really old looking kind of patch. So I don't know if that was the original buffalo or if that was uh, that that's in the logo. As far as I know, that that what Gary just described and what the, the winter classic jersey is, is the traditional logo as it is. But it was it's like a, a gold buffalo charging on the shoulder on, mm -hmm. I believe, the right shoulder. Anyway, uh, I did not notice that, but I will take your word for it. 
Well, yeah, because the still picture, you can't see that. So they have a little video and um. there's a player. Yeah. So then you can see it there and it looks really cool. So yeah, they, they did a great, uh, plus the fact, I believe it's a tie up style because the oh, new nice. Adidas jerseys, yeah, are, uh, they have these necks where I don't know if they're like non-stretch or something. There, there's some sort of technology that goes into these new necks because they're thicker looking and they had a nice like the, the old the 2012 rangers jersey as a matter of fact had the tie up i prefer that i think that looks cooler mm -hmm. and I, I think that the sabers have that going into 2018 as well so i agree man kudos to the buffalo sabers if we're talking about jerseys they win yeah so i don't know about the game but uh, hopefully so far, they're jerseys are the only just just yeah. speaking for james and myself hopefully the jerseys are the only game they win exactly so well done to uh to our friends west up there in buffalo Yes. Congratulations to you on a classy and appealing uniform. You, on the other hand, might have to, you know, act fast to get a, your hands on one of those uniforms, one of those uh, jerseys. Very true. Yeah. So get on that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> get on that. But uh, while you're waiting, if, if you're shopping online or something like that, you could go check out Facebook and watch a cool documentary series on the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm. This is all new to me. Gary's always light years ahead of me in terms of technology and what's hot and new and whatever. So I thank the Vegas Golden Knights for this, dragging me into the 21st century, as Gary has so patiently done and, and as well as my brother. But um, the NHL and something called Now This Sports have teamed up and uh, produced a series. Actually, it's produced by the NHL, but they uh, broadcast it, if you will, webcast it, I guess, is more appropriate, on something called Facebook Watch. Yeah, well, Facebook is trying really hard to break into, like, video content, streaming video content as well, because uh, it's, you know, YouTube and Vimeo and, like, uh, other services, uh, similar services are, are very big now. So, you know, they... They want. They don't want you to post a YouTube video on Facebook. They want you to use their Facebook service so they get all the ad revenue. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's very true. So the thing with this uh, series, I, I think it's more like a documentary than, than anything else, but there are just five episodes, and it's called Home Team, The Vegas Golden Knights, and it chronicles the Golden Knights from their first ever training camp, overcoming that horrible, horrible shooting in Las Vegas, uh, Days before their opening night, as a matter of fact, their home opener, yeah. which I think was made like nine days later or something like that. And the emotion and the uh, healing and, and uh, what I, you know, just off the charts of what, what a special night that turned out to be. And um, on top of the fact that it was the first ever professional team in uh, Las Vegas and then overcoming that that horrible nonsense that they had to go through. Really very special. So that's all on the uh, the documentary series and uh, also right on up through the Golden Knights and very impressive start to their very first season ever. Gary and I a few podcasts ago gave our previews of the season and I, I mean, you know, we, we thought the Golden Knights were going to be good, but. Their first place, their their first place team as at the recording of this podcast. Yeah, they're doing pretty well for themselves. Good for them. Yeah, and, and that's not without their problems too. They've had a few goalies go down, in, including uh, their starter. I think they went through like four goalies or something already in the season. So kudos to them, absolutely. And the episodes are only about ten minutes a piece, and they look really cool and they sound good. And as of right now, they are averaging just over three hundred and forty-one thousand views an episode. And I do think that they uh, put their new show up on a Friday, like a very great podcast that we all know and love. Something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard? <laughs> no, it's about that guy. Oh, so it's not 
the uh, Edge and Christian show. That's a good one. That that's that's one we all know and love okay. too. But all right. we did mention them, and they do talk about hockey from time to time. Yeah, because I I, I think uh, I think Christian is a really diehard Toronto Maple Leafs fan, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay. I can't recall. I all mean, right. they're both um, from Toronto, so it makes awesome. sense. Okay, cool. So yeah, but uh, but anyway, I, I was speaking of, of, of hit the deck. Oh, so, okay, yeah. But, that's, but yeah, you 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 that edited one, that one's put, okay. You put. I mean, I listen to it. I, I I subscribe, in fact. And if you'd like to subscribe, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Feel free to subscribe to Hit the Deck wherever you get your podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or the Podbean app or I don't know. Yeah, speaking of which, apologies if you were trying to get the podcast earlier this week. Podbean was down, so I heard uh, about that. Yeah, it was down for a couple of days, and and apologies for that. But it's back up and ready to go. So if you missed any podcasts from the past, hit the decks. Please check them out again. One more reason to subscribe, because I am a subscriber to Hit the Deck. Yeah, you can't see, but I've I've got a cheesy grin on my face, and my thumb is up. And <laughs> when the podcast dropped, it downloaded on my phone. And I was able to get in before the outage. So I guess listen that's, to your, that's one on me. That's right. Listen to your Uncle American Rhino. He knows yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I and want I, you to subscribe to Hit the Deck. Yeah, he's just trying to help you out. That's all. Uh-huh. You know, he's always full of great advice. Yeah. And uh, you always learn something new. At least I do from, from this podcast. And I hope you do as well. So thank you, Professor American Rhino. <laughs> you got it. And the final point on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights series called home team the Vegas Golden Knights, is that uh, it's the first series to launch on the new Now This Sports channel, if you will, on uh, Facebook. And again, it's produced by the NHL itself. Now that's what I call sports. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's something else. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. And once again, I just want to, you know, apologize and and absolve you of any blame for hurting me over the uh, Thanksgiving game. But um, thank you, as always, for being the voice of the podcast. And we, of course, would also like to thank our usual contributors, Anthony Sajazi for music and the LIQ for sound effects. And you, most of all, for listening to another episode of Hit the Deck. As I just mentioned, please, please subscribe if you want to keep hearing hit the deck it will benefit you it'll benefit us it's a win-win no reason you shouldn't subscribe so also if you'd like to contact us as always you can feel free we would love to hear from you feel free to reach out to us via our email address at hit the deck at gmail.com deck is of course d-e-k just look up at the title of the podcast it's right there uh we can be tweeted at hey the the twitter character limit has doubled so if you want to give us a piece of your mind you can give us the whole thing now so you know just where we're (laughs) it's it's really just write write things words type at us and uh okay tweet at us at hit the deck pod of course we can be found on Facebook and Instagram at Hit The Deck and subscribe, please, to our YouTube channel. You never know when some good stuff is going to come up, so you always want to know when one of them videos drops. So subscribe to us. We are Hit The Deck Podcast on YouTube. James, have I forgotten anything? I don't believe you have. Thank you, sir. 
No, no, thank you. And of course, I will thank you to remember that no matter whether you are playing on a broken down deck surface or whether you are playing in a brand new Winter Classic jersey, whether you are just watching hockey on Face It Book or really doing anything anywhere, I urge you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Very true. Time out. Is that the governor? Do we have a stay of execution? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? It's, it's going through? All right. It's been a good run, James. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>